name is Erica. And I recently stepped down um, from my role here as a full-time pastor to start a new ministry, but I am still serving in a limited capacity, but it's been a couple months of Sundays that I haven't been here, and it sure feels good. I have missed you guys. It is great. Thank you. So here, oh my gosh, you guys are so nice. Sam, are you taking note of this? Okay, okay, good. That was a joke. Anyway, okay, we are currently in a series, a Lenten series, all about conquering darkness. And today we're going to be looking at a story in the Bible. It's actually found in three of the Gospels. It's found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But today we're going to be looking at it from the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 31 through 45. So before I get, 35 through 41, I'm sorry. Before I get started, I just want to like kind of set the stage for this scene for you. Here in this piece of scripture, Jesus was teaching to a large crowd, and the crowd kept growing and growing throughout the day until eventually he went out in a boat and he began teaching from there so people could see him and hear him better. And this is where we pick up the story. And it says this, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So his disciples, they they took him in the boat and they started out and they left the crowd behind. Now, I want you to imagine with me this moment. Jesus, he'd been teaching to this crowd all day, and the crowd keeps growing and growing, and the things that he was, was teaching was stuff they've not heard before, and everyone is so excited and so pumped up, and his disciples, they had heard some crazy lessons, and they were on a high. They were feeling great, and life was good. Here's what it says next. But soon, a fierce storm came up. Life was good until it wasn't. You and me, are enjoying life. Things are going well. Everything is great, just like the disciples were on this day. It's a sunny day. And then, bam, the storm clouds start rolling in so fast and so fierce that you don't know what to do. Stuff happens. You get the news the health diagnosis, the fight with your spouse, the accident, the death, the affair, the disconnect notice, the call from your child's school, or the talk with your boss, the sun that you were basking in earlier in the day or earlier in the week, you can't even see it anymore. It seems like it's disappeared. It's covered now by dark clouds that are scary. They're deep and they threaten you. And you can hear the thunder rolling in and it begins to rain. It begins to thunder and lightning. And then there's more. You have to have chemo. You have to plan the funeral. You have to walk through the divorce. You have to go through losing your job. You have so much anxiety that at times you can't even breathe and you're scared and you don't know what to do. The waves are coming for your life and for you so fast and so furious, you feel like you're going to drown. It's dark, it is scary, and it is cold, and your faith, your faith is shaken. You see, the Sea of Galilee, where they were on this day, it's known for sudden raging storms, and many of Jesus' disciples were seasoned fishermen. So you would think, or I would think, they should know what to do. They should be prepared. Now, for me, about two years ago, I went through a season that, for me, seemed like this. It was a continuous storm. My life 
seemed to be spinning out of control and I was clinging to my boat. And the waves, they just kept coming. My marriage was crumbling, a wave. My kids, my, their lives, I kept thinking to myself, will never be the same, another wave. Surprisingly, so many family and even friends were turning their back on me and my boat felt like it was sinking. I should have been prepared. I should have known what to do. I'm a pastor, for goodness sakes. And I've been a Christian for a long, long time. I should have been prepared. The disciples, as seasoned fishermen, they should have known what to do, too. Have you ever felt this way? Have you ever felt like your life is so out of control and you try to be prepared? You think you're going to be prepared. Back to this story, it said high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. I've been here, and I'm sure many of you have too. I want you to think with me for a moment that your life, your life is this boat. Your life is this boat on this stormy sea, and this boat represents all the things that you think are going to save you from drowning. What do you do? You're just like the disciples. You panic and you start clinging to your boat. You cling to your money, your relationships, your health, your body. You cling to people until you can't. You cringe in fear as you try to cling so tightly, but one by one, these things can be taken away from you. For me, I was trying to cling to the people in my life that I needed and wanted to support me, and I was trying to cling to my old life only to realize that God had something bigger and brighter and better for me. I was trying to survive, and I was trying to hold on tight, and the only thing God wanted me to do is to surrender. Now, where's Jesus? It says in this story that Jesus, he was sleeping had his head on the cushion in the bow of the boat. He was sleeping. Does he not see? Does he not see my reason and your reason for the fear? Can he not see why we are so afraid? Can he not see our cancer, our wars, the injustice? Can he not see the empty bank accounts, the rejection, or all the innocent people that are dying? Can he even hear me? He's sleeping. He's at peace. We can't help but ask, like, how can he be resting when there is such a terrible threat, when people are scared for their lives? Has he gone mad? And just like you and the disciples, we cry out, help me. Why me? Where are you? Here's what happened next. Jesus woke up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. This Jesus, who calmed this storm, he can calm yours too. You see, because it's in the darkness that you are really given eyes to see. It's in the darkness, in our darkest times, that we all have a choice to make. It's in the darkness that we can choose to surrender or we can choose to keep clinging to our boats. 
some of our biggest and hardest moments happen in the dark. But it's in the dark that our faith grows. At 2 a.m. when you cannot sleep because you are so overwhelmed, what you need to know is this. Your season, this season of Lent, as we prepare for Easter, we can see. We have eyes to see the future, so this Lent doesn't seem super dark for us because we know what's coming. But listen to this. Mary Magdalene got up while it was still dark, and she went to the tomb. You see, Easter did not start in the light. Easter started in the darkness. And you and me, our hardest times can and will be our best moments with God. These are times when we can learn trust like we never knew was possible. We could learn strength like we never knew we had. And we mostly learn that we can't do it on our own. That the boats that we cling to in this life, they will not save us. In my experience, as pastor of care, I have walked with so many people, many of you, through your deepest and darkest times and in your hardest moments. And I've experienced them myself, but here's what I've come to know that people who do great things for God, they've been in the dark. They have walked in the darkness with him. But our God, our God is a God who brings light. Listen to what it says about us in Isaiah 58. It says, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. You see, this God This is not just the God of our Sunday morning that you come here and you sit here and you worship, but this is the God in our moments of our deepest depression, in our moments of our scariest times. And every person that God has used, God didn't use them because they were shining so bright, that they had so much knowledge and so much wisdom and they made all the right choices. But so many of the people that God has used and will continue to use Their purpose, it started in the dark. This is the God who got up from the grave in the physical body of Jesus Christ. And while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. Jesus didn't come out when the sun rose. Easter didn't start with the sunrise. And this should give you hope as you sit here today. If you are sitting here and you are sitting in the dark and you don't know, You can't see what is in front of you, and you have been crying out, my God, my God, help me. Why have you forsaken me? I need you to know this today, that he is with you, that he is watching over you. And sometimes the things God shows you in the dark, the things you hear God telling you in the dark, and the lessons that you are learning, you will one day be shouting in the brightest of day. I can promise you this. And your light, your light is going to shine brighter and farther because of what you are experiencing right now. This is why you have to hold on. This is why you cannot give up. Because listen to what happened next. It says, suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Your calm is coming. 
Jesus then asked his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Maybe he's asking you that today. Why are you so afraid? The disciples were maybe no different than you. They were absolutely terrified because their faith was shaken. But for you or for me, when our faith is shaken, that doesn't make us a bad person. That doesn't make us a bad Christ follower. You're experiencing this story and this life just like the disciples did. And it changed them that day. And my prayer is this story will change your day and your life as well too. This is why it's here for us. The disciples were asking each other, who is this man? Now think about this for a second. The disciples were with him every single day. They had been living with him and hearing him teach. And even then, they still didn't really understand. What they failed to understand is that his power applied directly to their life in that moment and in their circumstance, and the same is for you right here and right now. Who is this man, they asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Jesus, what does he see that you and I don't see? I'll tell you what he sees. He sees his father. He sees our father. He sees love and joy and peace in a union that is right here and right now. Not a union that's only going to happen when you die, but it's a, it's a union that you have access to as you sit here today. Jesus came to show us this way of life. It says this in the Bible, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. This is what he's saying here. This is what this verse means. It's trust God the Father like Jesus did. Rely on him like Jesus did. Spend time with him like Jesus did. And be confident in all the ways that your Father has and will continue to help you conquer your darkness. Because you see, when we begin to see the way Jesus sees, it's then we can let go of our boats. It's then and only then that we can let go of our boats. We can choose one of two worlds, the troubled possibilities of the storm, and we can cling to our boats and all of the things that life offers us as saving grace or we can cling to God, our Father. Pain is going to come for you. Many of you have it right now, and you've experienced before, and it is going to be hard, and it is going to be real. But in Jesus, he already suffered for you. He already bore your pain. So I want you to close your eyes with me for a minute. And I want you to think about a storm, maybe one that you're having now, or maybe one that you've had before. And if you're experiencing darkness right now, I want you to say to yourself, there is more to this situation than I can see. Say it again. There is more to this situation than I can see. Just like that first Easter morning, there was more to that situation than Mary or any of the disciples could see. We've seen it already, and that's why we're so excited. See it for yourself 
and for your life. Because if you can see what God sees, all your fears, all of your worries, all of your threats can become like harmless swells in a sea that cannot and will not let you drown. You can open your eyes. Psalm 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Why should I be afraid? No amount of darkness can kill the light of Christ that is within you. When we shine for God, when we have Jesus in our hearts and we shine out into the world, sometimes God sends us into dark places. And what we need to remember is that we may not even know the distance that God is going to shine our light into. He will send it far and he will send it wise. And our job is to keep our eyes on him and trust him to lead us. Listen to this from 1 Peter 2.9. It says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He's talking about you. You are a holy people. You are God's special possession. And you are all these things so that you can declare praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. So I'm here to tell you, do not let your pain, your situation, your fear, don't let your storm cause you to pull away from him. You can trust God even if you don't understand him. And you may be weary, but that does not mean that you're weak. You're going to make it. Keep pushing yourself because no one is going to do it for you. Keep trusting, keep moving, and keep talking to him because he is right beside you every step of the way. If you have survived a storm, would you please stand up? If life has given you a storm to survive, would you please stand up? Take a look around. Look at each other for a second. You are not alone in this sea. And every single person in here, I guarantee you, have clung to the wrong boat. You've made it. You've made it before. And you're going to make it again. Here to go. You guys can have a seat. I started clapping for you, of course, but more importantly, we need to clap for God. Because without him, many of you, me included, would not be standing today. And this is what we know to be true. So if you're in the middle of a storm, your calm is coming. Belief in Jesus will make us one with him. We are in Christ, and Christ is in us. So today, let's ask the Holy Spirit together to bring us all into the full awareness of this Jesus, of this Christ who is inside of us, so that we can live a life not afraid of the darkness, This series, you've been learning how can you conquer it? How can we conquer the darkness? 
It begins with believing that Jesus is God's son and God sent him here to suffer for you and for me. And then it continues with knowing and knowing the truth about him and the truth about who he says you are. And then it grows by trusting and it ends with dependence. So let Jesus be your guide. Step out of your boats. It's the only way to survive the troubled waters that have and will continue to come your way. Listen to these words of Jesus as we close today. He says this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Would you please pray with me? God, thank you. Thank you for being the God of a Sunday morning when we can stand here and praise you and feel positive and hopeful. And God, thank you for being the God of the 2 a.m. when we cannot sleep. Thank you for being the God that we cling to when this world has let us down. Give us eyes to see God. Give us the reassurance knowing that you hold the key to our future. Help us to see that better things are coming. Help us to see that we're not alone and that you walk with us every step of the way. And God, I ask for every person who is walking through a dark storm right now that you show up for them today. You let them feel you like never before, here and all around the world. It's in your name we pray. Amen.